Good morning, church family, and welcome to worship. We are so excited that you have joined us online today to worship together. And even though we're not in the same room together, we invite you to participate with us, join with us as we lift up our voices to sing to the Lord and read scripture together and worship. In Christ alone, my hope is found. In Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my song. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm through the fiercest drought and storm. What heights of love, what depths of peace. When fears are stilled, when striving cease, my comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand. In Christ alone, who took on flesh, fullness of God in helpless babe, this gift of love and righteousness, scorned by the ones he came to save, till on that cross as Jesus died, the wrath of God was satisfied for sin on him was laid here in the death of Christ I
Uh, good morning. As you can see, I'm sitting in the pew, but unfortunately, none of you are here with me. And we are in unprecedented times. Certainly, we're taking many precautions and even have certain restrictions. And so, therefore, I want to thank Brother Wade, Chad, uh, our ministry staff, and our technical partners for being able to provide an opportunity to have online worship service. However, during these times, uh, as Bud Chairman of the Budget Committee, we've noticed a slight decrease in our offerings. The church is in good financial shape, but we just all need to be mindful that during these times to please send in your tithes and offerings, or if you wanna do that online, you can mail them in, or you can go to fbcnorman.org and provide them online. As we enter the spring and summer months of the year, we have a lot of events and programs planned, many of them for our children and our youth. And we wanna be able to provide and order the materials and supplies that we need. Now please know that I have visited with a number of staff people and they're all very mindful of timing of ordering, when we can use them, what can be returned and what can't. So they're very, very prudent about our expenses. But we wanna be ready to provide those programs when the time comes that we can start gathering together in a safe environment. Additionally, we know some of you have been more directly affected by uh, this unprecedented time of precautions and restrictions. Please know that we're praying for you and your family. We're praying for the church and our community, and also we're praying for our nation and the world. Thank you again for your support and generosity. God bless. Church, let's read scripture together. It was the third hour when they came to the place called the skull and crucified him. Those passing by were hurling abuse at him. In the same way, the chief priest also, along with the scribes, were mocking him. They crucified him with two criminals. One of the criminals hurled abuse at him. The other criminal said, 
Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. When Jesus saw his mother and his disciples, whom he loved, standing nearby, he said to his mother, Then he said to the disciple, At the sixth hour, darkness overcame the whole land until the ninth hour. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things had already been accomplished, to fulfill the scripture said, A jar of sour wine was standing there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine upon a branch of hyssop and brought it up to his mouth. And crying out with a loud voice, Having said this, Jesus breathed his last. Good morning, and thank you for joining us by social media today as we have the opportunity to worship and to hear a word from the Lord. I want to thank Chad and our worship team for, for gathering together and leading us in worship. I trust that you've been able to experience the presence of God as you've listened and as you've sung along with them. And now we turn to Scripture and ask that the Lord offer a word to us, a word to encourage us and to help us in these difficult days. You know, I've been reminded of Luke chapter 9, verse 23. It says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It seems like the events of this last week have, have been overwhelming. They've been like carrying our own cross. The cross we carry is so heavy. The burden for our world, our nation, our community and families is overwhelming at times. The fear of the unknown and of death is one of the weapons that our adversary, the devil, uses and today is being wielded in new and frightening ways. I understand that the crisis that we're in is physical and health related, but let us not doubt that this is also a time of intense spiritual battle. Yet, we are not without faith. We are not without hope. And we are filled with the love of God, which is the cure for fear in times like this and in all those times of crisis that we face. But certainly today, we need wisdom and we need discernment. And thankfully, we have a God who invites us to pray and to seek Him for wisdom and discernment. So let us have the courage and the patience to trust and to follow after our Heavenly Father. You know, I'm reminded that Easter is just a few weeks away. And in our time of spiritual battle, it would be helpful for us to look to Jesus and to look to see Him in His time of crucifixion. So if you would, turn with me to Luke chapter 23, verses 33 through 47. Luke carries for us 
three of the seven sayings of Jesus from the cross. And I'm fascinated at the three particular sayings that, that Luke deals with. And so let's read through these and let's focus on these for a few minutes and, and see if there's any word of encouragement and hope for us as we see Jesus on the cross. In Luke 23, verse 33, the scripture says, When they came to the place called the skull, there they crucified him. And the criminals, one on the right and one on the left. But Jesus was saying, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots, the soldiers. They cast lots, dividing up his garments among themselves. And the people stood by, looking on. And even the rulers were sneering at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself. If this is the Christ of God, his chosen one. And the soldiers continued to mock him. And coming up to him, they offered sour wine to him and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Now, there was also an inscription above him. This is the king of the Jews. As we read this passage, we see the venom, the anger, the, the hatred that was cast towards Jesus. And yet remarkably, the first words that we hear of Jesus on the cross are words of forgiveness. You see, on the cross, Jesus had the faith to forgive. The faith to forgive when he had every right to lash out and to condemn those who had unjustly condemned him. But instead, Jesus offered forgiveness. In fact, the very death that Jesus suffered is the very act that makes possible the forgiveness of those who were ridiculing and blaspheming him. And then... Jesus offered a window into his heart, a window into his love and his mercy when he said, they do not know what they're doing. Well, of course they knew what they were doing. They were exalting themselves in the face of another man's humiliation and death. Yet, they did not know what they were doing. For if Jesus had responded to their catcalls to come down from the cross, their very own forgiveness and our forgiveness would be impossible. Oh, that we would follow the example of Jesus. When people do not know what they are doing, let us lead with grace. Let us lead with mercy and forgiveness, not with judgment and condemnation, lashing out on our own. You see, there is a great deal of not knowing what we are doing as we face this crisis. Instead of ridicule and judgment, let us offer grace and when necessary, forgiveness. In these days of uncertainty and of unknown, our authorities are acting by faith in the very best ways they know how and with the knowledge that they have. 
people around us are acting by faith in the best ways that we know how, washing our hands, keeping safe distances. You see, our efforts are to slow the spread of this virus so that our medical community does not become overwhelmed with those who are infected. Yet, as this virus spreads, it will be easy to blame and to condemn others. You see, I don't believe anyone would purposefully infect another, especially a family member or friend. So let us see Jesus on the cross, forgiving others, especially those who have no idea what they are doing. But let's continue with with the story. Let's continue with this next encounter as we continue reading from Luke 23, verse 39. It brings us to the story of the criminals. One of the criminals who were hanged there was hurling abuse at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, Do you not even fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed are suffering justly, for we are receiving what we deserve for our deeds. Yet this man has done nothing wrong. And he was saying, Jesus, Jesus, remember me, when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said to him, Truly, I say to you that today you will be with me in paradise. That's a powerful story. Now, in Matthew, I believe it's Matthew chapter 27, we we get the full perspective because Matthew tells us that it was both criminals both criminals that were hurling abuse at Jesus initially. But something happened. Something happened and this thief was transformed. He experienced some kind of conversion, if you would, hanging there on the cross. As he heard, as he saw others, as he participated himself in hurling abuse at Jesus, something changed, something clicked in this man's heart and in his mind. And he looked over to Jesus with the reality that this man was innocent, that this man was from God, and said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your heaven. And Jesus responded that today, today you will be with me in paradise. You see, on the cross... Salvation, conversion can take place. I can't help but see this story and understand that that the heart of this criminal was radically changed. And then the promise of Jesus that today, in this very moment, you will begin to experience and be with me in paradise. Can you relate to this criminal? Desperate and on the cross of death. Cynical, angry, hateful. Yet on that cross, yet on your cross, in that moment of fear, in that moment of the reality and understanding of your own death, this criminal heard and saw something. His hardened heart was pricked 
or maybe the reality of his own cross ripped the calluses from his own heart and exposed a sensitive, hurting, and receptive heart. And in that moment, he reached out to Jesus. Jesus, remember me. I believe that the COVID-19 crisis is a cross-bearing crisis for our world. Those hardened and insulated from the realities of death are maybe for the first time facing their mortality. Some, as this other thief, will continue to spiral downward in hopelessness and despair. Yet others, like this thief that we hear about in Luke's gospel, will find the hope of conversion, of radical transformation. They will discover a loving and forgiving Savior who embraces the fears, the fears that have been exposed, the fears of a wounded and hurting heart. Hear the words of Jesus. Father, forgive him. Forgive her. I can't help but believe that when this criminal saw all that was going on with Jesus, and he heard Jesus say, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. That in that moment, this criminal, confronted with his own mortality, confronted with his own death, his own crucifixion, his own guilt, for he said he was justly being crucified. He came to that place of repentance and of reaching out to God in salvation. Today, today, you will experience paradise. Today and forever. Let's continue on in this story in Luke 23. We'll pick it up in verse 44. It was now about the sixth hour, and darkness fell over the whole land until the ninth hour, because the sun was obscured and the veil of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus, crying out with a loud voice, and as we put the Gospels together, we feel like these are the last words of Jesus on the cross. And Jesus said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And having said this, Jesus breathed his last. And now when the centurion saw this, he began praising God and saying, Certainly this man was innocent. You see, there's no safer place than in the hands of the Father. And in these last moments of his his physical, earthly life, Jesus looked heavenward again and said, Father, I commit myself, I, I commit my spirit into your hands. Jesus placed, his, placed himself into the hands of his loving Father. Jesus understood that he was not going to just drift off into some kind of non-existence some kind of annihilation, but rather that he would be going into the hands of the Father to find healing, to find refuge, to find rescue. 
Did you know that this statement that Jesus made is, is a reference? It's a, a reference back to Psalm 31. So if you would, I want to, to read that passage, verses 1 through 5 in Psalm 31. And I think this is the prayer. This is what Jesus was saying fully to us and to his Father. Verse 1 begins, In you, O Lord, in you, my Father, Jesus would say, I have taken refuge. Incline your ear to me. Rescue me quickly. For you are my rock, my fortress. You will pull me out of the net which they have secretly laid for me. You are my strength. Into your hand I commit my spirit. You have ransomed me, O Lord, God of truth. And today, in the midst of our fears, in the midst of our sicknesses, and even in the midst of the deaths of this world, we too have the opportunity to place our lives into the hands of the Father. For He is our rock. He is our fortress, our refuge, our rescuer. Our Heavenly Father is our strength. As we hang on the cross, as we suffer through these days, as we seek help and relief, we know, like Jesus, that we can go and commit ourselves into the hands of our Father. You see, in the midst of our cross-bearing during this unprecedented time, we must look to see Jesus on the cross. We must look to see Him offering forgiveness and mercy. We must see Him compassionately responding and receiving the dying criminal's plea for salvation. Let us trust in Him fully, placing our hands, placing our lives into His hands. Do you know who also saw this? The Roman centurion. Isn't this a powerful testimony and, and picture? The centurion saw all this taking place. And the scripture in Luke concludes this story by saying that this Roman centurion began praising God, recognizing and realizing that indeed he was innocent. It's in Matthew 27 that the centurion is, is quoted by Matthew as saying, Surely this man, surely Jesus was the Son of God. Oh, that as we look to see Jesus on the cross, that we would clearly see that indeed He is the Christ. He is the Son of God. He is the one that comes to save and to redeem us and to give us hope in the midst of our own crucifixions, in the midst of our own cross-bearing. And as people see us carrying our cross, over these next days and weeks, as they see us bear the burden of sickness and, and illness, may they look at us and may they see in us this same Jesus, 
and say, surely these people, surely this man, this woman, this teenager, this child is a follower of Christ because they offer grace and forgiveness. They offer hope and demonstrate a life of transformation. And they have the faith and confidence to place their faith, their trust, their lives completely and totally into the hands of the Father. May these words offer good news and hope to each of us. And may they offer hope and good news to all those that we see and we serve and minister to during these days. Let's pray. Father, we give you thanks that through these words from Scripture, we can see Jesus clearly on the cross. And we can see His heart, His, his compassion for those that are sick and hurting, for, for those that don't know what they're doing, for those that are, are literally suffering to the point of being on their own cross. And Father, may we offer these same words of encouragement and grace. May we point them to Jesus. May we point them to the truth and the reality of life beyond this place. That there is a heaven, a, a paradise that we have to look forward to, even as we walk through the battles and struggles of today. Father, give us hope. And Father, we pray for healing. We pray for strength. We pray for our, our medical community. We pray for those that are experiencing the devastation of COVID-19. We pray for their caregivers, that you would protect them as they bring nurture and healing. And Father, we pray that through all of this, that people would see Jesus in us, and that they would be drawn to the Christ, and they would with confidence place their faith, their trust, their hope in Him. And for this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. And God bless. And look forward to seeing you next Sunday morning at 1030 as we continue to worship together. Amen. And God bless.